Aha! There's that tiny little head. Peeking out there. Yeah, there's a particular arrangement that this all somehow all works in. At least and, you, uh, you look like my my uh, tumor head. <laughs> Ooh, little tumor head. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, welcome to a uh, nostalgic bowl of dude soup. We got it. We got our baby boy back. Joel Rubin's here. Joel Rubin. How you doing, Joel? It feels like it was just three months ago it that was. I was. Oh right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it was, it was three, only yeah. three months. Mm. And we back in the old set too. Got uh, got tired of sweating. Got tired of uh, equipment going missing, breaking, being dis misconfigured, put in the wrong spot. Oh boy. What a variety of enjoyable issues. Now we just have to worry about people getting in front of the camera properly. <laughs> That's um, not that bad at all. No, it's, it's actually pretty solvable um, in the moment. It gets, it gets like 85, 86 degrees when <clears throat> we're recording yeah. a podcast out there. It doesn't look like it. And in fact, I, I had requested right before this setup. Well, I didn't request. I said that I was sad that I'm still not going to be on the couch. I don't oh, yeah. get, I'm oh, never going to be able to experience the, the have new you never done the couch? Soup. I've never done it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But uh, I like I like this. I like that you bring it back home for me. We we like doing it for you like this. Well, it Thank gets you. it gets really hot out there, and that's saying a lot because you can feel how balmy it is in here. Yeah, it's very it's muggy like, today. It's like yeah. seventy one in here, but yeah. it gets 85, 86 degrees. Yeah, We're always sweating our balls Some off. poor listener in Australia being like, "The hell are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> We're in a different room, uh, audio only <laughs> listeners. Um, I'm your host, Lawrence Sontag. Thank you for joining us today. Joined by other illustrious dudes and luminaries is Bruce Green. Hello. Uh, Adam Kovic. Yo. Hello. And Elise Willems. Hello. James is not here because he's on CCTV right now. Yeah, that's hmm. a couch podcast. Oh boy, sorry, I had to pack back a salad right before we went live. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to cram a bunch of food in your face. <laughs> yeah, right before. Right before you do a professional show. Of all show. the people, I relate to Lawrence the most. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, I mean... Some people would say that. <laughs> that there's the a sets comment. the problem. The set's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Why is the show not doing well? Oh, well, we'll get it. Maybe get to that later. Who knows? Nah. Uh, this episode is brought to you by two very fine sponsors, Dollar Shave Club and Stitch Fix. For a limited time, new Dollar Shave Club members can get your first month of the Executive Razor and a tube of Dr. Carver Shave Butter for only $5 with free shipping by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. And you can get started at Stitch Fix uh, by going to stitchfix.com slash dude soup to get an extra 25% off your Stitch Fix when you keep all five items in your box. Uh, but we'll learn more about those later. Those piqued your curiosity. I hope, hope it will maintain for the next 20 minutes. Uh, another news, what are you guys up to? Oh, yeah, we're playing Sundered, which is uh, a video game. <laughs> Lord says is what we're up to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about this podcast. I'm very excited mm. to... Who wants, um, play, who wants to play video games? Release, thrown for maybe? a loop. Or to talk about my ass about something Joel, I don't know you're about. Joel, you're going to have kids? Uh, probably, yeah. So I've, I've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. My... Um, uh, my sister came over for the weekend, and like, I wasn't she's... at your house this weekend. <laughs> you were with your dog, and at least keep saying she's your sister. And I'm not sure why. I'm like a sister to him. I guess <laughs> he's not like a brother to um, me, but I'm. Like but she's sister. she's 17, ish. Like she's. It was kind of like having a kid over, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, like, I don't know if I could do this full time. But well, then, good like, news, you're not going to have a 17 year old. One day, you'll be dead. I know. <laughs> Thanks, Elise. <laughs> no, you want to have a kid, though, at the perfect time. Uh, a study just came out that uh, sperm count across the world is way down by like 50%. Really? Oh, so it might why. not even be a problem for you. Man, I got to start using oh, wow. un I got unprotected sex. That's because yeah. you guys aren't masturbating enough. Remember your <laughs> Wait, study, Bruce? What? That Wait. men need to ejaculate like 32 count? times a month? Men, men need to ejaculate 21 times a month in order to keep their sperm count up. Are you 21 times? Mm hmm. Okay, so I how much slow like down. <laughs> Joel, is that is that number really? A, a, <laughs> Joel's gonna become a house how husband. How busy are you, so dude? How much? <laughs> I got a life. I can't ejaculate that much. You're between <laughs> the seasons. Oh right, I don't have a job right now. So wait, okay. When you wake up in the morning, do you play Marvel Puzzle Quest or do you rub one out? You could do both, by the way. I <laughs> I roll over, I nuzzle That's my wife lovingly, oh jeez, uh -huh. and I say, how. Hey baby, wow. I'm gonna rub one out while I play Marvel Puzzle Quest. Wow, nice. wow. what a lover! What a I thought you recapped to her what you read to her in Harry Potter the <laughs> night before. <laughs> she has zero attention span. Wow. Uh, uh, so she said yes. Yeah. When you uh, asked her to marry. Wait, so so okay. are you? You are thinking about, but so. I mean, I'm just I, the biological thing is click it, kicking in now because it's like you're at that age where you're like, oh. I don't want to be a 55 year old dad at graduation, but mm. I guess that's less weird. It'll be less weird by the time you, everyone else will also be a 55-year-old dad when you are a 55-year-old dad. Yeah. yeah, but I'll be a good-looking 55-year-old dad, so I it's think, fine. I suspect there will be a division. There will be like a bunch of teen moms, and you'll have nothing to do with them because you'll hate them because they're young and you hate the young. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know, the royal you, everybody hates the young. 
Except for the young. Uh, and then also, Ooh. you will be a wise parent. You will have waited until you're old and seasoned enough to not repeat the cycle of failure of your parents. So you will identify with everyone else who waited until they were in their late 40s to have kids, too. That's my bold prediction for you, Adam. Okay. <laughs> you're not going to have kids, are you, Lawrence? Um, I don't know. Uh... Bruce wants a gaggle of them. There was, I want uh, 18 kids. That's well. a lot of kids. Oh, you're going to have to have many wives. Uh, Bruce wants that's all right. Team. I can do that. How's your sperm Elise, count looking, Bruce? Elise is going to happen Whoa. upon an Asian child left upon her doorstep that you will adopt. <gasps> God, that's if we could get hope. Asian kids, that'd be the best. I know, but he's going to be older than her. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh. I, I know everyone says that you'll lo you love your own child in a different way. Like, you, well, you know, once you see that child, it's, it's, it's on. But uh, <laughs> that is what they say. Yeah. I just generally don't. Does that mean you want to fuck your own baby? No, no, not in that way. I, I just generally don't like, don't gravitate toward children. The idea doesn't really strike me as something that I crave. I don't crave it. You know. Don't you want to teach other people to like the same things that you like? But people who are impressionable, unlike the audience who hates everything that we like. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people are sending me pictures of them at the Jim Henson exhibit. Oh yeah. Where is that Jim Henson exhibit? I think, is it traveling? I have to look into it, because I feel like there are multiple Muppet-related exhibits going on in the United States, and I'm losing track of all of them. Look, yeah, A, Muppet when it comes fever. to town, you better let me know. B, oh, yeah. are, are we going to that Muppet uh, Hollywood Bowl thing, or are you guys going to be uh, out of town? That is sold uh, out. I'm out of town, Joel! Oh. Not everyone's got a season pass this? to the Hollywood Bowl, Joel. The Muppets Wait. are performing live at the Hollywood yeah, Bowl. I think I'm out of town. I know, it broke wow. my heart, because I, I wanted to go to it, but then when you were like, let's go see the Muppets, I was like, Muppets with Joel, no! These are the conversations you couldn't have if you had a child in your life, do you see? Do you see? But he's going to right, Muppets. It <laughs> <laughs> would know. be an ordeal. You can't take a kid to see Valerian. It's too adult for them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's of all the of all the reasons to have a child. You know, the illusion of of uh, cheating death being paramount. I imagine what? that being able to run a number of sociological experiments on a tiny version of yourself would be very interesting. I mean, they're not they're not an experiment. Lawrence. Yeah, these are humans. They're, they're a human being. <laughs> I mean, fine. Call it parenting. I'm going to call it an experiment. So wait, what are you going to what are you going to do to your kids. kids, your theoretical child? He's got a box. He's going to lock them in where they yep. have no sensation, <laughs> no exposure to any elements. Right. He's going to call it a Lawrence box. Mm -hmm. And and then when the kids hit 18, he's going to let them open out of that box yeah. and okay. see what happens. Maybe oh, okay. they'll figure out how to talk on their own. So it's like a sensory deprivation we'll tank. You just yeah. fill it up with some. Some people box. might call, call it a Skinner box. I call it a Lawrence box. <laughs> I, I also call it that. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. <laughs> the prospect? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, unrelated. No, that's totally that's fine. None of this is related. I was going to say the prospect of having a human life that ultimately turns out to be a nightmare individual is really terrifying to me. Yeah, some kids are just motherfuckers. Like, well, or they become a, a just a shitbag adult, and yeah. that's that's terrifying to me. <laughs> and where do you draw the line between? Oh, did I fuck it up, or is he just an asshole? Well, yeah. nothing is your fault. That's what I've learned uh, <laughs> as a parent. Uh, yeah, that's as a, a human. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Way to <laughs> leave your life as an adult. As a big shot <laughs> Hollywood writer. Is my fault. Well, okay. So I, I've seen it. I see both sides of it. There's. The kid who's raised in poverty and things are tough and so they have to kind of be scrappy and then they become well nurtured adults basically because they're like okay I know what it is to I know the value of a dollar uh, I keep my place clean because I, I've never owned my own place and now I I will I will carry that on and then there's kids who are raised rich and they just treat everyone like if you go out to dinner and someone treats a server like shit yep. I hate that yep it's like realize because you've never been in that person's shoes so you don't understand what it's like um, and then I guess there's like the other side where it's the kids who get beaten and molested and then they turned out they get kind of psychologically fucked That's deep. That, those are the three. So that's my Dr. Drew for that's, you. That's the <laughs> wow. three kinds of children in the world. That's it. That's all you get. Rich yeah. kids, poor kids, yeah. molested kids. You get Will Smith's kids. kids. You get other Will Smith's. <laughs> oh, look at them. They're all crazy. To say that. What? Oh, that he means for funny. the rich kids. Are they the, getting less the crazy the as they get older? I imagine get more crazy. I think we're just getting used to the crazy. That could be true. Well, hyper normalization or whatever. Can you love an objectively unattractive child? <laughs> yes, of course you can. You could? I think DNA what, plays what a large part about? in Bruce, you you're a handsome man. Okay. Am and I, I know you love beauty beauty and finery in your life. I know this of, beauty of you. Beauty finery. Yeah. <laughs> I eat Chipotle every day. <laughs> With your lace handkerchief, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, you Joel, you are a handsome yeah, Joel, man. Joel. Yeah. You love beauty and finery in your life. Could you love an objectively ugly child? What is objectively ugly? Is it a boy or a girl? <laughs> does it have superpowers? Is it a boy or a girl? What is it? What is that? A great mean? question, though. No, he's right. Because well, a, a boy also, can grow into something. Like, okay, so yeah, you, a boy can become make something about it. What did that kid from Stranger Things get out? That that kid with the weird eyes and the teeth, the missing Dustin. teeth. Dustin. Yeah, 
Like if that kid came out, could you love no, that? I think you can. Yes, I think I could. I could love anybody. I will. You guys are, you guys are mean. <laughs> we well, forgot. No. Yeah, the mis Wait, so we talked about the archetypes of children, but we didn't discuss mm. the ugly kids. Right. That's a whole other class, right? Because don't they learn to appreciate life on some other level? Like I'm going to blow your mind, Lawrence. Oh. Some ugly kids grow up to be very handsome gentlemen, oh, yeah, and so you can't judge them as children. Hold on, Macaulay Culkin's much like off. you, Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence you grew up to be that? a very handsome man. We're gonna pull up Macaulay. I'm, I'm working on it. Ooh, hot hey. Macaulay. Yeah, hot what Culkin. Well, I feel like yeah, if you have an ugly boy, the chances of him growing into like a handsome oh, yeah. man, I think mm. they increase, nope. right? But if, you have daughter, one, right? but if you have a pretty daughter, there's a good chance that like she's only got like. 12 good years left. <laughs> I would in fact argue that having an, uh, a pretty, uh, a, a handsome or pretty child is just like having a rich child because then they grow up, uh, they grow yeah. up with all sorts of societal benefits oh, that true. they don't have to work for. Yeah. Lawrence, you were talking about In fact, about I would prefer this. to have an ugly child People because he's hot now. You, you gotta struggle. Did you hear that? So well, we're gonna quote that when Joel has a kid <laughs> yeah. and it comes out uh, ugly as sin. Bring yeah. on the baseball bats, my friends! <laughs> no, I think if, if something came out of you and Dana, it'd be be, oh, we good looking. No, we're yeah. gonna have good looking kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're gonna have mental issues, but they're gonna be very good looking. <laughs> no, it actually had. It actually Drink was wine. Pretty, <laughs> was fairly interesting to me to. Uh, I mean, as a hyper ex fatty and only being a marginal fatty now, there was a, there was a moment where I lost. Like I, I seriously started dieting, um, and I lost like thirty pounds in a couple of months, and the difference just in the quality of life I had was astounding. And I don't mean. Like my clothes fit, even though that was nice. And it was more like societal shit. Mm -hmm. People smiled at me more. They were nicer to me. They acknowledged that I was in the room sometimes. People would do a little more than they had to for me, like in restaurants and stuff and in stores. To be fair, it was really when weird. Lawrence was heavier, he dressed like a bear. I, well, I had a, <laughs> literally in a suit. Yeah. To cover up all the and lumps. The bear suit didn't fit anymore, so when he lost weight, yeah. he kept he luring kids to his cave <laughs> <laughs> to eat them and stealing honey from grocery stores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rolling around on the ground. Boogie's I've having, already won. Boogie's having his gastric bypass surgery oh, yeah. in like a day. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. and I've I've never really watched his stuff, but I, I am curious to see, uh, you know, his. Uh, his reaction to you, what, you, what the fallout of that is. Do you think that will um, have a negative or a positive impact on his audience? I have no idea. Mm. Well, I, I, it's the Horatio Sands yeah. uh, school of thought. Well, you won't. Will you be able to play Francis, the character, anymore? Right. It's like, do and this is kind of this is a real question, but it's like, does the YouTube audience relate to a large man being angry at video games, mm. and will they not relate to someone who is a angry Joe? Was pretty svelte. And he was mad at video games. That's yeah. true. But he, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, he, I don't know. I honestly do not know. Yeah, if you see your frustrations in someone else, and then maybe they no longer have those frustrations. Once once again, Horatio Sands was on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and that man lost. He's lost a bunch of He weight. lost a lot of weight, and he's just, he's not getting roles anymore. Well, it's because he, was a, funny, I would he argue, was a funny fat guy. Yeah. You guys are, you guys are making a really profound point. And, and not that I'm weighing in on this in particular, but we did see a subreddit thread the other day. Um, with with some audience members sort of commiserating about how they don't oh. quite identify with Achievement Hunter anymore um, because uh, they're too when, good looking. Yeah, too good looking. It's it's just more like you know. As, as I think I think fundamentally, it's just as time goes on, people people's lifestyles change and maybe they they grow apart. Where once they were mm. similar, but I think in that same way, as something I've concerned myself with a great deal is there's a whole lot of God, how to say it, just like. Normal, normal people who just do normal people stuff, mm -hmm. but our lives, I think, collectively are are abnormal. Certainly, mine is. I, I consider it that way because I get to do stuff like this: just chill out, talk with my friends, play a game. I get to do that on the clock. Most people do that in their spare time. But I've wondered at what point my day to day becomes so abnormal that I lose the ability to identify with people, or they lose the ability to identify with me. Well, I mean, that's that's up to your perspective. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's not. That's not. I mean, like there are things that you can do that. Are not normal. I mean, like you do it every day, Lawrence. Like you record content and all other stuff. That mm. that's not what people do every day. But you, then it's all about your perspective. Yeah, all about what, like what you kind of how you view the world. If you start viewing the world through the lens of sorry, Joel. No, I, no, no, no. Go uh, ahead, go ahead. If you start viewing the world through the lens of like, like oh my first class flight. Like this seat <laughs> sucks in first class. Like <laughs> you start thinking like wait, that's like nobody experiences. Yeah. That. How do you guys feel about your monkey butler, right? <laughs> you hate it when he spits on you. Well, you I think you have to be subjective and you have to know like hmm. in your position what is relatable to the common man and what is very specific to my life. It's funny because I see a lot of whenever we discuss anything of uh related to politics, uh there's there's usually one or two very vociferous comments that 
penis as West Coast elites that have no idea, like no bearing on absolutely do common life, which may or may not be true. I don't know, man. I just uh, I just want people to have nice things. We were at lunch and there were a bunch of Whoa. birds that were like vultures over our food trying to get at it. Mm-hmm. And so Joel screamed at them. He went, <laughs> he went ah! Ah! <laughs> like a like a like a like a Ned Stark kind of like Ooh. hero. He went ah! like yeah. a hero. And yeah. then it's hero against the birds. Uh, get this, away from my truffle fries. He said this guy walked past us. <laughs> And it sounded like he said, it sounded like he said, Erete, which is French for stop. Mm. But Joel went, oh, that homeless guy agrees oh, yeah. with me. He definitely wasn't homeless. And I looked at him and I went, Joel, that guy's not homeless. <laughs> but to Joel. But he had a beard. To Joel, the common so man. Oh, I see. Right. The and common man is, is clearly, you know, he, Joel can't recognize. He doesn't have that filter anymore. <laughs> Listen, I try to stay humble, you know. <laughs> Occasionally I'll buy a $20 bottle of wine. Is that a lot is, or is that low for you? That's a low. That right? was the, that was a that I was got a joke. That's funny because <laughs> I, I mean that was a joke, yeah. But it, also at the same time, I don't think he's joking. Man, that's the problem. Whatever, Joel. You you haven't lived until you got the six dollar bottle of wine off the end cap at a Seven Eleven. Uh, my my Thanksgivings used to be we would go to Trader Joe's and buy a uh, twenty four dollars worth of two buck chuck mm. and uh, have a half case uh, of. Well, in a day, a day. And now, how expensive does a bottle of wine have to be to earn a spot in the fridge, wine fridge? Oh, well, I don't buy my own wine anymore. I have my manservant buy my wine for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought he was actually telling the truth for one second. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was too. I absolutely <laughs> could believe it. I have a guy. Oh, yeah, I can't tell anymore. No, I think I, th- I think the, the thing that causes people, I agree, I think the thing that causes people to not, like, forget their roots, I think that that's really broad, but to slowly stop being relatable is I agree it's not doing normal people stuff anymore and it's really easy to start falling into that trap of not doing normal people stuff anymore what's normal people stuff Joel I mean truly like you can't think of anything like I, I know plenty <laughs> people of I know plenty of people in LA who like don't pay for movies anymore oh yeah they're like YouTube personalities mm-hmm. or, or writers or whatever and they they only go to screenings or they don't like literally going like not going to a movie with regular people changes your perspective on I think like how people live. I genuinely believe like that's a, mm-hmm. a small example of that kind of thing. Oh well, no, I agree. Well, put like their I, fucking phones down for five minutes. Well, pe- people have been tweeting. They, oh, I'll say one guy tweeted me. And he's like, "Oh, I had the Adam Cove experience. Everyone had their phones out while I was watching a movie." Yeah. And my thought is, it's always been that way, and people are just noticing it now. Um, Except for phones didn't always exist. Well, no, no. I, but there was always <laughs> people rustling their newspapers. Sure. I mean, I found my first uh, copy of Calvin and Hobbes in yeah. a movie theater after seeing the Super Mario Brothers film. Which maybe Aww. those guys were trying to read it during the movie. Hmm. I don't know. It was on the floor, Can't and I found it, and I, I took it. And now what it's mine. Magical story. That is a magical story. No, well, I don't know. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it's a great way to discover Calvin and Hobbes. I, th- this is unrelated. Related. Uh, this just just brought up a memory, but because I've talked about. On, I think podcast before how like I was raised it's, a, it's an important distinction I was raised poor mm. uh, I found out later we were not poor yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we were just raised poor because it was me and three money. other kids and so it was always like hey do uh, can we get this and they'd be like no can't do that or like oh um like I don't for some reason I got shafted as a kid I just don't think anyone <laughs> liked me mm. um well like I remember my mom took so I don't know if I ever explained this to you guys before but like my mom lived with her friend who was also a cop. They were both cops. And she also had two kids. So I lived with two other kids that were not my brother or sister. It sounds but like we, a great 80s sitcom. It was by really the weird. Way. It was a weird situation. And it got weirder after that, but that that's a whole other whole other story. Um but it was like I was other kids were always getting favorited. So I remember I think my mom took one of the oldest kid, uh his name was Matt, took him to Magic Mountain one day, took him out of school and took him out. I was like, like, oh, why did you take me, your son? And then she like took him to In and Out afterwards, and like left the leftovers in the fridge, Jesus and they were terrible. And I was like, I never got that. And so like, I always felt like I was the shafted one. It was weird. And then like, my brother would always get ta- the youngest one. He'd get taken out of school for the day to come home and just like do nothing. And I was always like, I always felt like I was getting shit on. And I guess that kind of influenced me as I got older. And I just thought like, oh, I need to, I need to fend more for myself. And it was like I didn't have an allowance. We, I remember we worked, and they basically said. Okay, do chores. This is how much money you would get. We're putting it into a pile. And then one day, Magic said, hey, we're going to the toy store. Whatever you guys want within like $50, you can get. We're like, oh my God, greatest day in the world. And they're like, oh, that was your chore money. Because oh, okay. I remember asking, like, what happened to that money? They're like, oh, that's the money you saved. I was like, you never told me that. Yeah. We, we sound like we had very similar upbringings. Oh, because man. I didn't get, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't get stuff just for getting stuff. And I certainly no. had to do a lot at home and did not get paid to do it. 
Um, I just it was just expected. Like this is what you do. You mm-hmm. don't get a, a re- like a reward for having, it. Having friends with a uh, an allowance was weird. Or it's like, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, my dad gave me 20 bucks for the week. That's all I got. I'm like, I, I found a quarter. Or yeah. I, would, I would hoard lunch money if I ever got it. If Our it was, allowance was a result of doing chores. If you didn't do your chores, you didn't get an allowance. We just did yeah. chores. Yeah. <laughs> chores was <laughs> we default. We just did chores. Uh, just did chores. Let, me, let me be clear. Our allowance was like, it started off when we were five years old at like a quarter or 50 cents. And it increased 50, like 25 or 50 cents every year. So it's not like we were getting. You're like an employee. Didn't you also live on a plantation in Louisiana? <laughs> I was raised a poor black child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my start out there. It was just I I I was raised. Oh, oh, oh that's oh, cool. tentacles sundered. I was, got sundered. I don't know. I, I was. I feel like I just got a lot. I got psychologically beat down, also physically hit. But like, um, I'd get hit with belts from people who were not my dad. <laughs> I was like, that's a weird way to grow up. I don't know. How you doing, Oh, I'm good. Get in here. You don't have to play, at least. I can. I just can't see us. Yeah, no, I can't see a darn thing back there. You guys are going to keep eyes on top. You know what? You you come up here. There you go. Yeah, and Joel will go back there. They won't see him at all. Yeah, I'm going to. Joel will have to fill in the the room with his personality. Yep. Which Uh, he always does. Like usual. You doing a read? Oh, yeah. Do your thing. But uh, uh, in coordination with Joel's fresh new look. I haven't been able to see any of the game. Do I keep going this way? I don't know. Left trigger for map. There you go. Um, in celebration of Joel's uh, fresh grizzled new look, we implore you to revise your grooming options, you men out there, perhaps using Dollar Shave Club, which is sponsoring this episode. Uh, you can get a $15 value with our promo code by going to dollarshaveclub.com dude. And that is the executive razor and a bottle of Dr. Carver's shave butter. Mm. So if you're not familiar with shave butter, let me hip you. Let me wise you up mm. to new shave tech. Hip you. You may have used uh, shaving cream in the past, which is fine, but surprisingly, it's actually, it's an interesting problem that I didn't realize until you shave butter. Shaving cream is not transparent, so you can't really see what you're shaving or what you're edging if you want to get a precise shave. Shave butter is clear, and it's very smooth, it's very, uh, it lays down flat on your skin, which makes it a lot easier to shave and allows you easier to see if you're sculpting a nice goatee or mustache of some sort. Um... And like we said, you can get a $15 value for only $5. Uh, that gets you the weighty executive blade, a uh, full set of four cartridges, and a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter. I'd like to meet Dr. Carver someday. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you would like to meet him uh, vicariously by using his shave butter, please go to uh, dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. It's all written out pretty much like it sounds, dollarshaveclub.com slash D-U-D-E to get that box for only $5, including free shipping. So thank you, Dollar Shave Club. And uh, gracias. Yeah, it's uh, we so Sunder is some kind of Metroidvania with hand-drawn graphics. Looks yeah, pretty cool. I was excited for this. Do you did you say you can climb, Bruce? You can wall jump. Can so wall if you jump, jump yeah. off the wall, oh, okay, there you go. Okay, yep. Just like Owlboy. Dude, so Owlboy, can you wall jump? Why is it so hard for you, Bruce? You were heading towards a part of the map Man, you haven't been to yet. Um, I don't can you double are, jump? No. no. You have to get on the platforms yeah, and jump over, jump over there's some There's some spiny weeds that are uh, blocking progress. I imagine eventually you'll be able to smack them with your scarf. And well, yeah, those spiny weeds are really hard to see in the game. Yeah, so they don't really... They kind of blend in. Poke out so much. Mm. So, Joel. Mm. Uh, I'd like to hear more tales of, of your, your life. How, is, uh, how have things changed for you? Because you've been, you've been writing on Parker Plays, correct? Yeah, I have. Uh, it's I'm done with that now. You're a famous writer now. So I would say do? that I'm the most famous writer now. <laughs> you, and, uh, you and Kurt Vonnegut, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the show is uh, on Disney XD. They're they're doing like a sort of late night gaming programming block. It's sort of like their Adult Swim, although it's still for it's still you know Disney, so it's still pretty dumb family babies. Family. Yeah. Tell us tell us why we should watch the show. Because I wrote it. And That's if I want to get a second season, people need to watch it. No, 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 so, no. I oh, right. How many, how many other writers were on that show? I'm curious. None. Really? I am the only writer that they needed. Okay. I was just curious how, <laughs> how many TV other, writing Five, was. six? None. Third. Are you seriously the sole writer? I'm of- the only writer on the show, yeah. They can't credit me as a writer because of union rules. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You were non-union? Wait. Yeah, it's a non-union show. Disney you're the writer of the show. Wait, you- Disney's airing a non-union production? Oh, heck yeah, they air a lot of non-union productions. I didn't know that. Son. Huh. I yeah. thought that they were they would be 100% button up. <laughs> He's like, I wrote the show. They can't credit me as a writer. <laughs> it's just someone else's name. So wait, did they just yeah. did they just leave a garbage bag of like unmarked bills at your house? 
How did you get? <laughs> it's uh, it's Disney bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say. You <laughs> got a lot of free pretzels. The at Donald Disneyland. dollars or whatever. Yeah. You can only use them. At a fucking... Um, it it was really fun. So the show the show is like a it is a let's play kind of show starring um, it's sort of like a one man band starring Parker Coppins who um is a friend of Stephen Subtix. He's in he was in Sugar Pine Seven until his, his character uh, got killed until the most re well maybe he's dead. I don't know. I don't think so. He just hit his head. He just spoiler. He, yeah. Um, so yeah, go watch. Was, I watched one. it. It was really good. Yeah. Um, good. But a former Machinima guy is uh, was the showrunner for the show, and after SourceFed um, ended its run, he saw that I was available, so he asked me to, to come on board because they wanted it to feel like um, as a script consultant, as a, as a story editor, <laughs> yeah. not as a writer. <laughs> as a writer, was your was your office a Starbucks with a Wi-Fi connection? <laughs> <laughs> Our studio was also a Starbucks with a yeah. Wi-Fi connection. It sounded kind of weird that. Um, you're the only writer on the show, and you're not credited and, as a writer. And there's only like, <laughs> <huh>. <laughs> so my life's going really well, Bruce. So I have to be a question. How's the house? Uh, it's good. I like your house. My tomatoes are coming in real nice. Okay, yeah, that's right. You get your garden. Um, your garden. The show is super fun. It's on Disney XP uh, Monday through Thursday at nine o'clock. Um, check your local listings. Also, if you subscribe to YouTube TV, if you're in one of the markets where you can subscribe to YouTube TV, it's on there too. Oh, um, and yeah, I was just saying, it's a, basically it's like a one man let's play, but also it's sort of a variety show. We do sketches, animations. So did you stunts? Did it? Um, he plays Minecraft, right? He doesn't anymore, but yeah, it okay. sort of made his name. So what, what games did you use on the show? I'm we cleared over 220 games to Jeez. play on the show. Okay. Um, it was a real fucking nightmare, and we used. Um, over 50 for the show and okay. it's a lot of stuff that I mean there are some games that we've played here mm -hmm. and even games that we played when I was here um, but no really no AAA titles on our show because um, for a variety of reasons a lot of them didn't clear Disney uh, standards and practices because they mm -hmm. have guns or death man um, but yeah you know fun it is it is funny to me that how much gaming is trying to go to television right now there seems to be a bit of money in it and I, I can't tell if it's a desperation grab. Like, I don't know if it's television going, crap, we're losing a lot of oh, audience. Okay. Yeah. Where are they? Oh, they're on they're on the they're on the YouTubes. Yeah. And they say that because they're old. <laughs> I think um, and so then they're trying to like get YouTube friendly personalities to be on a platform that young people don't watch anymore. Yeah, I mean I so I had no uh, input into the programming decision of this show or like, you know, it, it was the original pilot was produced a year before I started working on it. Um, it felt, you need to take credit for this. Someone needs to fall on the sword, Joel. It felt to me... <laughs> uh, he's done credit. It hasn't failed yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's done credit. So that actually, he never worked on the show. <laughs> we I'll, fall, about it. I'll fall on the sword, yeah, but I'll have a different title for, for doing, having done that. <laughs> I was a production yeah. assistant. <laughs> Alan Smithy. Um, it, it, it felt to me like... Joel Smithy. Half, um, like half desperation of we are like they are losing audience Di uh, all the disney channels there was actually an article in the wall street journal a few months ago about how all of disney channels including espn and oh, abc wow. are all losing audience uh, audience share right now so it was partially a result of like what are people watching let's put that on but i also think it's a good faith effort to try and say well the like our audience that you know our demographic likes this stuff let's make this stuff and see if it'll work on tv yeah. in a way that's not just I think people have tried to do gaming on TV before. Conan's done the best because he's Conan. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also approaching it's not, this. It's not the entire show. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah, like exactly. A yeah, no, it's I think they are producing it to be its own. They are now. Yeah, yeah. It might be. But, it, it, might be it might be online only, but I think Which that they are makes producing the most it. Sense. it Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's the weird thing about what you're what they're doing is that they're creating brand safe content when inherently that's not at all what kids are watching these days. Mm. Not anywhere close. Um, so, and that's what's so, like it's it's only for the brands. Yeah, it's not it's not it's for, for the advertisers. It's for the everybody brands, else yeah. is the advertisers. For the advertisers. Yeah. But that's, also, I mean, Dis Disney more than more literally more than any other company on earth has a reputation like has a brand reputation. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and I mean that like you talk about any uh, any company any brand for any product. It could be mm. Apple or whatever. But Disney's brand reputation is family friendly. Yeah. And sure. doing something that's not family friendly friendly under a Disney brand wouldn't make sense for them now. If they I mean they have a lot of like sub brands um, that, well, but then they wonder why they're losing audience. Well, yeah, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Hmm. So that that's sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean I don't I don't wonder why the channels are the, no no I know you the don't. channels are losing audience. You're just a productionist. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I just I got a lot of coffee. Uh, I was making a lot of runs. <laughs> I just remember years ago uh, I went to one of Jess's friends. Uh, went to her place. She had a, a young daughter. She was like I think like eight or nine, right? 
and she was just playing Minecraft on her iPad. I'm like, oh, what are you playing there? Oh, Minecraft. I'm like, oh, do you like it? She's like, yeah, it's okay. And then I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then she like later she went to the living room. She turned off Minecraft and then put on like Stampy Longhead and then put it on the TV to watch Minecraft. And I was just like, this kid figured out what probably my grandmother couldn't do. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's, they're, they're, they're already, the kids are savvy enough to like, the kids, Bill X is an old man. Listen, the kids, no, I don't want to We still do Bill Cosby impressions? We can't, yeah, why Legally? not? You just mentioned Valium when you Actually, do wait, he was, he was mistrial, right? At least yeah, found some good okay. things. Hit him. Well, it's unclear whether treasure. Uh, Bill Cosby is a ah. dirty rapist or not, but he probably is. I uh, probably is. Um, but either way, I remember seeing that and being like, well, that's, this, this kid's never going to watch TV. Ever. Right. Why would they? Right. They would probably lose their fucking mind if they saw a commercial. Yeah. And be like, what is this? Why can't I skip it? Like, how do I fast forward the show? What do you mean I have to watch it at a specific time? Well, I think even more profoundly than that, the like entertainment archetypes are different. People, I think, I think kids are the kids, you know, they're more used to <laughs> videos that start with, hey guys, what's going on? I'm blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. somebody talking directly to the camera. Whereas in a sitcom, somebody walks into a room, they applaud for no reason. They're like, Hey, what you doing, Gerald? Oh, I'm just making some spaghettios, and yeah. then like everybody laughs. It, har, 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 har. I think that format just wouldn't make show. sense to people. Sounds good. Well, Joel, uh, if only I were a writer, uncredited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to Raul, Raul about that a little bit, and he was talking about how like the fan bases are different. Yeah. And he's saying like he's like you, your guys's audience is much more invested, and he's like if I meet a Funhouse fan who's seen me in one of your videos, they're much more personable, more about it. Whereas like I meet an iZombie fan. Mm. And they're more of a passive viewer, and they, it, yeah, they don't know the personality Ra- Rahul. They just know Ravi. Yeah, can't, he can't act for shit. He's just he's just playing himself. <laughs> so whatever. I'm being funny because yeah, we're no, good yeah, because we're good yeah, friends, and he left friends. us for a long time. <laughs> Best friends. Act. He's doing like kind of funny today. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yes. Oh, he drove to go see them. Yeah, that's, that's fine. okay. He he loves he's ours. It's fine. <laughs> he's ours. Yeah, they don't get him. <laughs> anyway. No, no. I mean. That's why I, it's one of the many reasons that I, you know, gaming content and digital content specifically is so appealing is because it does. Like, I, I, I wouldn't approach a TV actor like the, from a show that I really like in the same way that I would approach a digital person because it just feel a they, they do feel like they're normal to a certain extent, mm-hmm. more normal people uh, than an actor. There's just like there's more of a filter them. there. <laughs> What? You say you can be more grabby yeah. Yeah. with the more. YouTube personalities because they're like, it's just cool, bro. Yeah. I feel like I know hair. you. And if they get upset, you say, it was a prank. You get it yeah, because you're a YouTube dude. And that's why I'm inside <laughs> you. Too, bro. I just, I wonder. <laughs> I'm inside you. It's a prank. I wonder. So, like, Disney's bro. actually, Disney's, I don't, I don't know the, the word progressive is good, but they, they seem to be with it for the most part. Like, they're they're usually afraid of being left behind. I think that's why they bought Maker. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're like, I don't know what this thing is, but we should buy it. And then they went, oh, this is what this thing is. Right. Anyway, get rid of it. Um, so there's that. But I'm wondering, they're, they're obviously doing the research and being like, our ratings are way down. Where we did the, the market research, oh, kids are watching YouTube. Okay, we'll just, we'll bring those YouTube personalities to television, the platform we own. And then they're going to realize, shoot, the ratings aren't coming back and we spent money on this thing. Then I wonder if they're going to double down on internet. Yeah, I mean, I y- maybe yes and no. I, I think it's. I, I think as we we've talked about on this podcast, I've talked about on uh, the boys and I, Joel Rubin's hit podcast that yep. he produces out of his How own much home. Shit, are you going to plug on this podcast, Joel? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we have like actual celebrities on the podcast, and they don't plug their shit. <laughs> and then Joel comes on and talking about his podcast. Like about yeah, because your, your, your actual celebrities right. have jobs, Bruce. <laughs> That's right. Joel, oh. Joel, do you have a Redbubble? No, I don't care. Yeah, so uh, one, one after today I will. One thing I think that's worth <laughs> noting is, and this is this is I think it's been in the headlines a bit. Mostly, Angry Joe's taking some time off, and this is something that we've kind of thrown around and always been amused at the reaction to is when you write a normal show or or produ- production assist a normal show. Thank you. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't want to get you in trouble. Um, that happens in seasons, and when the season's over. You get a long break between season production. Uh, most people side hustle or they work on independent projects. Uh, Joel, you're in the middle of that right now, right? Yes. So yeah, until your show's renewed, you just kind of do whatever. My no independent model. project. Well, I mean, if if I'm I'm definitely like going around town interviewing for more sort of digital jobs. I'm trying to see what's out there. Uh, my current independent project is tomorrow. I'll be p- applying for unemployment. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> everybody who ever works in TV, apply, like I mean, really? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. top writers, showrunners go on unemployment for sure. State yeah. of California. Um, Jesus. I mean, well, I don't have a job. What, that's right? what you. Well, I mean, that's why what, am I paying taxes when you have a house? Like, 
Yeah. You're paying for his house. I'm Great. also I'm also playing And I taxes. work every day. Bah. What? Hmm? what are you I don't about? get seasonal breaks, Joel. You get that to go on break. Sounds like and a get personal decision. It. You could take a seasonal break. Yeah. Well, that's that's could, the interesting yeah. thing. So uh, I would much prefer to have a job right now than to not have a job. Let me put it that way. If, if <laughs> you left if, the one you never mind. No, no, he didn't leave. Yeah, the, the season was over. Yeah, season. no, no, no. I mean before that. Oh, this one. You mean no. left job, us, Joel? And I still resent you for. But it. But I had another job Sorry. lined up. <laughs> that is now over. That is now well, that, not. A that thing wasn't Joel's anymore. call though. Yeah. That was that was Papa Source nerd or whatever. Oh right, right. <laughs> Papa Source yeah. nerd. Papa Source nerd. That sounds like a cool band. <laughs> they, like a dinosaur. They're back. Wait. So, oh man, another aside. I thought they retired the now this branding, but they're still posting under that. They retired the now this nerd branding oh. on the now this nerd on the SourceFed nerd now this channel. Gotcha. Um, so now this still exists as a as a brand, but they're just not piggybacking onto another channel, which. Boy, boy, we all yeah. told him not to do. Yeah. Sure. No, we've been in that position. If you were, if you were to write a book on how not to reboot a YouTube yeah. channel, seriously, I feel like that's the I'd have I'd shows have up on Wikipedia. The problem is if I wrote that book, would have a lot of valuable information for people who wouldn't want to read it. That's <laughs> true. Exactly. I'm gonna yeah. say right now, Joel, speaking engagements. Oh, you should, you should, Joel, you should, you should be a motivational these, speaker. And you're like, take it from me, an uncredited writer. <laughs> <laughs> you can be famous just like me, production assistant Joel Rubin. Anyway. I'd like to thank the Milwaukee Steelmakers Association for having me come speak at your trade dinner. <laughs> now to tell you a little bit about social media. Yeah. No, you're like, well, first I have to go because the bank closes in five minutes. And I gotta cash my unemployment. <laughs> Let me let me reinforce oh, how identifiable. I am. <laughs> and he jumps on the back of an ambulance. <laughs> Someone get me another iced tea. Those are free refills. <laughs> Sometimes I buy twenty dollar wine. <laughs> right, guys? Huh? Oh, huh? Joel's like uh, Carl Weathers from Arrested Development. <laughs> I'm making a lot of stews these days. Hey, pocket your per diem, baby. Craft um, <laughs> uh, services is free. So uh, maybe maybe it's not the impossible wonderland that I made it out to be, but. It isn't. I think it is worth noting that a lot of YouTube producers, people, you know, people like Total Biscuit, uh, Angry Joe, people that have been at the game, Boogie, have been at the game for a long time. That's a lot of work every day, and there's never a break. Yeah, it's you true. never get a vacation. You never get anything. It's a job. It's well, yeah, but jobs have paid vacation. Yeah, and that's the difference. Is that and and usually like those those sorts of jobs are seven days a week, uh, and most normal jobs are five. So that's that's why it's a little well, it's a little but different. Every, I mean, there's, there are not trade-offs. To say but, the struggles hard, but no, there are but. trade-offs to everything. Like well, sure, on, on a TV show, like working on a TV show. Look, let's be honest. This was a late night experiment that Disney is doing. I love like it's super fun, and I hope we get renewed for a second season. But it's it was the I think it's the lowest budget show in their in their programming block. So it's not like I made a million dollars working on this show, right? right. And so even though two million, it's great. I get I get time <laughs> off right now, um, and like I'm doing working on some stuff on my own, but like. I'd rather have a job right now. Now, then there's the other aspect of you guys have a job and you get vacation time, right? Um, and some of it's paid vacation time. Some of it you can, if you go over, you, you there, know. there is no over. It's unlimited. No, it's unlimited. Well, there you go. That, yeah. And then there's you, like actual actual YouTubers, unlike you guys, who um, work for themselves. The trade-off there is that they don't get any vacation time, but they own everything that they do. Sure. They like they're personally invested in their success. If they mm -hmm. want to take a vacation, they can, mm -hmm. and they they make a video they about do. it. Oh. And they and they do, and they'll make well, a video about it. But like their views might go down, but they the thing, they yeah. own that. You know. They do, but then what I'm. I, I guess aside from the practicality of it, I'm fascinated by the blowback because Joe said, hey, I've been burning myself out. I'm going on vacation and people flip. I won't say all, but a, a, a handful of very angry people are like, what the fuck? What you do isn't work. You're not allowed to walk away from it. How dare you? Like there's, I think, a I wouldn't say sizable, but it exists uh, uh, a misunderstanding of of the workload that goes on behind the scenes. And I imagine that's the same for television. You know, everybody thinks it's just a wonderland. Um, yeah, I mean, it. It look, all things considered, it's a pretty, like, there are late nights. Like, we had multiple days where we went over 12 hours, and it was, oh, uh, no, we didn't. For union rules, we totally didn't. But, uh, <laughs> You're uncredited. They won't find you. But, yeah. like, it, You're off the grid, baby. It can be exhausting, but it's also, like, it's exhausting in the way that sitting in front of a monitor and, like, watching stuff happen is exhausting. Mm. Um, I, I have I found that when we were at Funhouse and Inside Gaming, the more upfront and the more honest we were about the behind the scenes stuff with the audience, the more they accepted, like when we would say, hey, we're gonna have a couple of, like in three weeks, we're gonna have some videos, uh, we're gonna have some days where we're not gonna have videos. In two weeks, we're gonna have some days where we're not gonna have videos. Next week, we're going out of town for this thing or like we're taking a break, so we're not gonna have videos. If you give them enough of a heads up, most people are really understanding about yeah. that. Yeah. And I don't watch enough Angry Joe to know exactly how he sold his audience on his off time. 
um, if there was like a huge heads up or like I'm doing this for my mental health, if it was anything beyond like a, a mention in a video or a single video on its own. But like people are always going to be upset. And that's, I mean, that's also part of the nature of, you know, working on YouTube and having direct communication of, with your audience. Well said, Joel. Well, I, I also think of, you have to think about your audience. So mm. I can kind of see it from the perspective. All the kids of, in Springfield are SOBs. They're all SOBs. Right out of quiet, those SOBs. Um, imagine your job. Say you, you're a nurse or you're a veterinarian or something, and maybe it's a, a, an assistant job like that, and it's very low pay, and you're you're quite literally cleaning up shit all day, and you're getting shit on, literally and figuratively, and you, you're not crazy about your job, but part of your job, after, after you're done working, these shifts that you have no control over, uh, these are the times that are given to you, you like to unwind, you watch people online, and then they go, man... I'm taking some time off from playing video games, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I go through? Yeah. And like, I like going kind of back to what you're saying before, Lawrence. I'd rather do this job seven days a week than the three or four days I worked in like retail or yeah. in like. Uh, but you're not in I, working any other job that I had leading up. You to have, this a, point. but you have a huge support staff here. Like a lot of these, again, a lot of these YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Some of them have support staffs, but a lot of them don't have support staffs. Yeah, sure. And. Uh, and what they don't have that a nurse has is union protections. What they don't have that a nurse has is like job benefits like a 401k or like um, health insurance. They have to pay for their own health insurance. Like but they get Lamborghinis, bro. But I'm, what I'm just saying is like the nurses. And, and, I, and I get <laughs> and I get somebody who works in sanitation or who works in retail or whoever like seeing a YouTuber. But I just feel like nobody nobody has the experience of the other person, and so they don't know what it's like. They don't know the thing, the hardships that they actually do have. Yeah, right. but the difference is. With a nurse, nobody has the experience, and if a nurse complains about it, there aren't thousands of people saying, fuck you, I'm not gonna give you any more money. Uh, and that's the difference with the YouTuber. And I'm not, I'm not siding with the YouTuber at all. It's, it's in the sense that if you think about it that way, your job depends on the audience. Yeah. Whereas with a yeah. nurse, the, their job depends on whether or not they do a good job as a nurse. I feel like sure. that's, that's so. part of the unspoken agreement slash contract with Satan you made when you signed up for a job where it, it it's, yeah, you, you could, make short films and do little videos and like do that sort of stuff. But I feel like a lot of people who make online content, they're putting a part of their life out there. Mm -hmm. That's their money maker. They're, they're making money as a personality. They would say that's your, cho that's their choice though. Yeah. yeah. I, Cause it was, I mean like Absolutely. bottom line, it really was like you could, you, you could don't get like training. It, you can just walk away. Yeah. Go uh, back to working at a library or whatever. And, and I think, I mean, Sounds nice. I, I know a couple people recently Quiet. who have walked away from YouTube. I think we all do who have walked away from YouTube and they're normal jobbing it now. Yeah. I mean, there's still creative good jobs that I think a couple of these people have taken, mm -hmm. but they're job jobs. They're mm -hmm. not working for themselves anymore. Yep, exactly. Chip jobs. And uh, I think there is there is a certain exhaustion to it, to having to be beholden to an audience and stuff like that, especially with a YouTube audience because you're you're constantly interacting with people, and, and I think it's a risk that you accept when you when you jump into this. You you know, yeah. I, I don't think you're ever disillusioned as the fact is like. Well, they'll understand if I leave for three weeks or you know um, two months or something. Uh, they may not. <laughs> they can well, go other places, okay, thousands goes, of other places. Kind of goes back to earlier what we were talking about. Is like if you're going to work in this sort of job, like kind of know what's relatable. Hmm. Try to try to have a just an ounce of empathy and go, what would a what would someone who's not me? I mean, do that in everyday life. <laughs> really, if you're if you any action in your life, try to think like not don't overthink it, but like how does this affect other people? I mean, I, I remember um, this was years ago. I was uh, when we were at Machinima still. I was talking with one of our guys. His name is Chimney Swift, who is still on YouTube. And this was years ago before there were a lot of like before there were a ton of creators who had like support staffs or anything like that. And he was going on vacation or maybe going to get married. I can't remember. But he had prepped like two and a half or three weeks worth of videos. He killed himself for a month or two before he went on vacation to make sure he had enough stuff to schedule out to go out live while he was gone. Like that is also, I mean like you maybe you can go on vacation, but you kind of have to kill yourself before you do that. Yeah. Well, and there are ways. We do that every holiday. Yeah. Every single holiday when we take a week off or two weeks off or whatever, we don't actually take those we just end up working double. Yeah. So we get time off though. That's always nice. We do get time then, off, but we work we, we work twice as hard to get there. Yeah. And it's so. always funny because then it's always the same thing. We come back and then we like forget how to do things. We're like, how do we record video? Well, that's another thing. When you come back, when you come back from that, you're out of content. Yeah. So then you have to work twice as hard to come back. Yeah. Uh it's a, it's a it's really interesting. It's a it's an interesting grind that I knew from television long before YouTube. So. When you when you go out of town now, do you um just have enough content to get you through like Monday? Or do you preload to like Wednesday or Thursday of the week that you're back so that you've got some 
some content so you don't have to like kill yourself to get stuff out for the immediate next step. We're a little further ahead now, yeah. so it's like we don't have to worry too much about, uh, whereas before when it was only like f six of us, five of us or whatever, that's when we would be like, oh shit. Yeah, no, man. I remember like we would come in and you would just like hit record. Yeah, it was it was really tough. Um, but it's it's easier now that we have more people. Yeah. Uh, that we're a larger company. So, or a larger company within a company. Well, if there's one thing we can learn, the more thing, more people make uh, tasks easier. So why not let someone else help you dress? Oh, and oh, to, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> to that extent, uh, Stitch Fix is partnering with this podcast hub. Offer you uh, an interesting new way to clad yourself in stylish clothing. Uh, so, like everything in today's world, Stitch Fix is a service that will send you cool things in the mail in a box. But these cool things are clothes. Uh, it's actually a pretty cool process. You go to Stitch Fix, you uh, tell them your sizes, your style. They just have like a, they'll give you like a lot of pictures and it's like, which one do you like? And then you just fill out like a cool little quiz. Uh, and then I did it and they sent me shorts, Lawrence. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I did it and they sent me shorts too. In fact, I'm wearing them today. Yeah. You'll see them in just a shorts. moment. Those are very, very nice shorts. Yeah, little Chino shorts. Um, I'm getting in the Chino game. I never wore those before, but now I'm realizing this is how you look like a somewhat stylish adult and still wear shorts. It's true. You can do both. And Stitch Fix is the way to go to do it. Uh, so shipping is free both ways. Um, so essentially they send you a box with five items in it curated by a stylist. You try them on. Um, you see which ones you want to keep. And then you mail the rest back in a pre-prepaid um, mailing bag, basically. Um, you don't have to pay for shipping either way. The way it kind of works is the stylist will charge a $20 styling fee to pick out the items and put them in the box. But if you decide to buy anything, that $20 is applied as credit towards that purchase. So essentially, if you get anything, the styling is free, and so is the shipping. So it's just a cool way to kind of try on different things, maybe step outside your boundaries a little bit. Uh, and yeah, you can get your, you can, they say get your fix is what it's called. You can do that monthly, quarterly, whenever you like. So it's not subscription-based. So if you're fine on clothes for the time being, you can just order one or two, try out some things, and just be like, okay, I'm good. Or you can schedule it week to week and always be trying new things and seeing what they have have for you. Um, as I as I previously mentioned, hold on, let me make sure I don't wobble, wobble into anybody. Got some stylish. Whoa! Shorts. Yes. Ooh, I baby. thought you were. I thought you were showing a lot of leg today. Fabrics are good, <laughs> and your your calf will be this rocking if you buy their shorts. That's my promise to you. Look at that calf. It's a HR nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> they're not too much style. They're not in the room. Yeah, <laughs> so you're getting sued for being too stylish. Yeah. Well, consider me guilty. Uh, <laughs> pack your things. Stitch Fix also sent me a pair of jeans, which, given how rocking my my thighs and calves are, it's actually hard for me to find jeans that fit well. But these were perfect. Oh, that nice stretchy material. Like Stitch Fix sent me five things and I kept three wow. on the first try. That's a good I was very like I did not think that was going to happen, and and, and I, I kept three of them. So. Yeah, I, I liked my first one. I, I kept two of the items. I think sent the sent the other three back, but I was actually impressed with what they picked and the, the quality of the clothes. So I went ahead and ordered another one. It's sitting at home for me right now. Can't wait to crack that open. But if you'd like to get started, please go to stitchfix.com/dudesoup. Uh, that's spelled about how it sounds. S T I T C H F I X dot com slash dude soup, and you can get twenty five percent off if you decide to keep all five items. Um, that doesn't mean you have to, but uh, that uh, a discount is available for you. So thank you, Stitch Fix. Once more, that's stitchfix.com slash dude soup to uh, put some nice things on your body. That's my advice to you today. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I guess moving on from there, I've got a got a bit of a mind freak for you guys. I want to throw this out. I love mind freaks. When Lawrence says yeah. mind freak, it's always a, it. It is a true, true oh, yeah. mind freak. Your mind's gonna get freaked. And Joel, I think you'll you'll resonate with this right, a bit. Let me get situated here. Get ready to get mind freaked. <sighs> so I can't. Oh yeah, I was playing. I was playing an MMO, and MMOs as they are, typically it's just a, a whole laundry list of bullshit to do for a bunch of NPCs. Um, and it's like, hey, go find my fish. Uh, go go iron this shirt. Uh, go find me some rocks. And it's like, okay, because you do it. For I'm the glad experience. I'm paying fifteen dollars a month for this. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it was like, okay, so my reward is experience and gold, but mostly experience because you're trying to level. And I remember thinking ever since I played RPGs as a, as a young child, uh, pre Disney XD days, if you can imagine, <laughs> um, I remember wondering when in my life I'd be given a quest in the same way. Like if I was just going to target and someone just was like, oh, hey, hey, stranger. And I was like, what? And I, oh, I uh, I left my book in the back uh, of Target. Can you go fetch it for me? <laughs> I have four dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a quest. A quest. A quest <laughs> but I remember promising myself as a youth that if that happened, I would say yes. And I would do it because it's a quest and that's what I do. 
Uh, and then I, that's when I realized, like, wait a minute, in real life, why would I do that? And then the answer came to me is, well, I would do it to have done it. I'd do it for the experience. And that's when I realized. That's when the mind freak hit me. Oh, because you get XP. Yeah, you do, yeah. but it's like... It's two different meanings of the word, but they're both experience. So in real life, I do it just to have the story, to be able to tell it. And a game, you do it for the numerical experience, the idea that you're progressing towards some goal or getting more enriched as a human being. But, all right, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know. The mind freak is, it's interesting how the word experience has been co-opted as a sort of video game economy, but the meaning is still true. It's just a different shade of it. I would, uh, I would ask you, if you were to do that in real life and you did it for the experience, you would be leveling up certain skills in your life. And they're just real world, yep. you know, skills, whether that's empathy or, uh, I don't know, not. No, I mean like knowledge. Knowledge, or, yeah, sure. Knowledge of the uh, layout of a social, target. I mean like, like charisma. Some, <laughs> social graces, charisma, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Barding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bard. Pardon me, could you play me a song on your loot that you were carrying around? <laughs> Say stranger, favor us with the tail. Yeah, while you're waiting out. for the bus. Yeah. In our lives, we never truly have to barter. You ever think about that? Uh, that's not true. That is no, absolutely I literally not bartered true. last week. Uh. Who did you? All right. Well, I don't know any of you. Who did you barter with, and why? Uh, I went to I went to Starbucks last week, and I brought my sweet little puppy dog Billy with me. You didn't say the office. Nice one. Oh, jeez. And and when I was there, I was I wanted to tie her up, but there were. Um, it was a Starbucks I don't usually go to in an area of town I'm not usually in. So I don't. So I didn't. Oh, satellite office! <laughs> <And laughs> Someone rearranged my desk. Uh, <laughs> um, and Dana's very protective of our dog, so she actually has asked me not to to bring Billy places and tie her up outside. Yeah. And so I didn't want to tie her up outside of my non-home Starbucks. Oh my and god! So, Talk about the. This is so, a Rooster Teeth podcast. So I bartered. <laughs> I bartered with another dog owner. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Continue the story. <laughs> Everybody is tuned out at this point. Sorry. <laughs> oh. going, yeah, I want to hear, wanna hear how you bartered. I want to hear how you bartered. So I bartered with another dog owner who was also like standing around, like kind of looking confused about what they should do. And I said, look. If if you watch my dog when I go inside, I'll oh, watch yeah, your yeah, dog yeah. when you go inside. Oh. And um, I did that, and uh, so I went and I bought my coffee. And then when he went inside and bought me bought his coffee, he brought me out a snack. He said, "Thank you for watching my that dog." Was a quest. Yeah, and and it was also it was a quest and a test, and I failed the test. Yeah, you didn't, didn't get buy him shit. a treat. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> but there was like it was like real world bartering of like yeah. haggling about you know to get a to 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 have an exchange of some yeah, sort. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually going to say the most probably the, the biggest example of bartering is buying a car. So when you go out and buy okay, a car, yeah, yeah, yeah. you immediately have to negotiate, and it's we call that's, it haggling. That's, yeah, it's negotiation. Not, I wouldn't or say bartering. Well, I, uh, you're haggling over money. You're not trading. I mean, non-monetary. Yeah, I, I, it's like I'm going to give you a, a, the yeah. casserole the of enchiladas of, because I mean you're that's taking well, care of my mom. Money is exchanged for goods and services. Uh, I don't know how you paid yeah, for your car. Sure. I paid for mine with bales of hay. Yeah, I dug a well. Very healthy goat. But either way, that's you have to you have to do that sort of thing all I mean all the time. Like no no interest for three years. Like or yeah, my firstborn. Thoughts. Well, there's also you do that like when you're uh, renting or when 45. you're. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can oh, I, bartered, I bartered when I was renting. We bartered. Uh, we we my roommate and I told our landlady that we would do the entire uh, renovation of the apartment if she got us an air a new air conditioner. There you go. Yeah, hmm. that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. I think as long as it's like. Um, non-monetary, so you're like, well, I'll give you my beaver pelt for your uh, oh wow, I was wondering where I was going. Buffalo stomach. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is, though. Money, money can still be exchanged for those things. So it's kind of like either way. If you think money is it, a stand-in for those things. If you yeah, think about exactly, it, money, money is it's it's what we make of it. How many beaver pelts do you think you get for a dollar bill these days? A fortnight's worth. I mean, not many. Yeah, Only like a quarter of a beaver. Pelt. I would kind of yeah. Beavers are not endangered. For they're, they're endangered, are they? Not yet. Beavers. With a lot of luck and some help, we could get them endangered sometimes <laughs> okay. in our lifetime. And then they'll, they'll skyrocket in price. Yeah. That's called cornering the market. The beaver all the beavers. Yeah. yeah. And you can charge whatever you want for them. All right. Let's uh, round mm. it up on time here. We need to we need to get some hard netting in. Oh. Ooh, um, baby. You need yeah, to pause so, this? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and pause that. That's fine. There you go. So, uh, Joel, just for your sake. Cool looking game. Last time I was here, we hard netted uh, uh, Big Knee Lover. Yeah, Big Knee Lover is a, is a golden Ooh. treasure. Yep. Big Knee Lover resides in the, the Valhalla of hard netters. That is my understanding. <laughs> I did a little bit of research before I came onto your show. Huh. Then you are you familiar Ivan with Ivan Doran? You saw Ivan Doran? You saw, oh. you saw this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. He's, he's great. great. Um, Pew and Pie in Blazing Saddles. He's he's trying with the SEO there. 
He has, he's X. been trying to tap into the YouTube market. He does. He has some commentary videos too. He's got he's got a pleasing mannerism about him. I'll, I'll, does he? Is it pleasing? I would say I think so. It's more creepy oh, than I'm it not saying yeah. Rimini. Uh, I got I got that YouTube red. I'm not used to existing without it. Come on. He's okay. got kind of a Norman Osborn almost unhinged thing going. <laughs> His framing isn't the best either. I dare you to say that to him in person at VidCon. He started to sound right, like well, a balloon. There he is doing That's his thing. Impressive. I mean, right. it was him and Winslow from uh, <laughs> Police, Police Academy. Academy yeah, Boy. that's about it. Okay. <laughs> this other one. This is a. Uh, he has bad breath. This is a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. Michael Winslow. We right? know that. Yeah. We we confirmed that. I think like, you use your mouth for a living. Okay, Chew so some fucking gum. It is going up against passion dust, <gasps> which uh, before I reveal to you what it is, I, can't I want wait. you guys to get guess what passion dust is. Like at least had to stand up to see. Uh. I'm gonna disqualify myself because I've looked at the picture for too long already. This one? What do you mean? Yeah. That's not giving anything away. Is it really not? No. Oh. Go ahead and guess. What is passion dust? So is it when you put something up your vagina? Jesus. I didn't like think sparkles you sparkles you put up your vagina. I did not think you were gonna nail it right off the top because yes, that's exactly Whoa. what it is. It's sprinkles you put in your vagina? It is a capsule of glitter Elise. you cram in your vagina. I think Elise, how did you know that? Because I think that I'm not I, just an investor. I'm also a member. <laughs> yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Passion I'm an entrepreneur. Intimacy capsules. <laughs> intimacy capsules. All right, so wait, what led you to believe um, that it was dust? I knew this was a thing, and I think oh. I was looking at something about it recently, and I was like, this seems really bad for your health. If you're mm -hmm. a woman, you should not be putting stuff like this up your vagina. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> Glitter in my back. So, so what they say? I mean, I was just thinking this to myself oh, when oh, I saw okay. a product similar to this. Butt? Well, that's getting awfully close. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was that was those were pubes. Were they? I don't know. I don't know. So is it literally Price glitter in a capsule? So uh, what is it? It is a glitter capsule so you that put this you cram it in your vag. It it if, like the the lining breaks down and the then you just have a burst of glitter waiting. And so when you start to uh, when you get a little little moist, a little like wet, when you queef, it starts oh. to no. It it kind of spreads around. And you start to ooze. Yeah, if, if you're if you're gentlemen, <laughs> the secret of the I ooze. Glitter my dick. <laughs> if you if your fella engages in digital sex, he gets it all over his hands. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on a minute. What? I want to hear from Elise how this oh, sorry, works. Sorry, sorry. She's the one that knows. That's true. I mean, that's that's my. I think Lawrence has has it. He nailed it. I think he's got it. Well, yeah, that you know. The the uh, acidity of the vagina, the average vaginal acidity is about pH four, I think. Um, so the acidity would break down the cap lining of the capsule, and then the sparkles would mix with uh, whatever you know. But wouldn't uh, it come out of you, secretion? Wouldn't it come out like all over your underwear and well, stuff? Well, I mean, I, I imagine this is supposed to be in, post you know, underwear during, environment. During, this, is, this is a sexual thing. So, like, you're oh. making out with a guy, and then you're like, "Hang on, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah. Put my passion <laughs> dust in me." That doesn't yeah. make any sense. You know what guys <laughs> love? Glitter everywhere. <laughs> guys love having glitter all over their. I think body. you keep it under your tongue, and then when you know it's about to go down, you slip it out. And you I think <laughs> I think it's good for uh, like birthday parties if you you build up a nice little. A quiff, and you're like, "Happy birthday, son!" Yeah. Well, and also, you you know, in it, when your woman's aroused, then she, her body starts producing yeah. that passion level dust? of vaginal natural passion I, dust. I, uh, water slide. I have a question. Does this product purport to just be cosmetic, or does it say that there are some sort of um, advantages? Yeah, like. Yeah, no, uh, we're on, we're on Erotic, erotic promises that this, this product is made on how, It feels like most of this site is defending itself. It's, purely, it's an aphrodisiac. <laughs> it's purely visual. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think that there is any. They don't, they don't purport that it will physiologically change your intercourse in any way. I Except don't for think you should use to my this. Penis. Yes. <laughs> At least says she doesn't. That you shouldn't use it. I did a photo dick. shoot with Adam's wife, lovely wife Jess, and yeah. she put glitter on my eyelids, and that took me two days to get it off. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You had to put that in your vagina. Oh, why does it smell good and taste sweet? So they do. They do oh, flavor it tastes it. good. So something. All right. Well, that's good. You, Is it edible? Can you imagine? So like, if I'm. <laughs> If I'm getting down in, if I'm getting down to downtown, Joel, Joel shows up to dinner with glitter all over his face. <laughs> Nothing, honey. <laughs> or I, I don't know that it could be like you were having an affair and you went down on some girl with who had passion dust. And that let's be clear, suck. women yeah. don't use this. It's always girls they're like, that use. They're like, yeah, they're like, oh. did you blow a leprechaun? Like what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so here's what is on, you? on on the subject of it not not going away. He, they have, they've got you covered there. 
If you trust your mate, uh, if you're sure that you're the number one person in your lover's life, then what difference does it make if they leave a little glitter in their shorts when they leave the house? Not yeah. shorts. Who's gonna see? Uh, n see, no like one other than you should need an explanation They're anyway, right? <laughs> anyway, it does work both ways. Guys, if your lady leaves the house or comes home sparkling, God. she hasn't been with you, you may have a few questions I, I love when they have to justify their product. It's, you know, oh, that wow. they're suggesting that you use it like a, um, consumer, <laughs> like, stealing well, ink tag. Well, it's like tagging <laughs> an animal. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then knowing where they were. I want to do, like, shit. a magic trick where I, like, put it on my vagina and then I go, like, glitter at everyone. Passion dust is not being absorbed into your body, nor is it penetrating. As we have said before, we are using well, dangerous cuts it? of arts and crafts glitter. The grade of sparkle being used is non-toxic and .008 or smaller in size, and your vaginal fluids, in essence, create a protective barrier around the tiny particles, preventing any dangerous penetration no. into your vagina. Wrong. I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> unless, your <laughs> unless your vagina is more of a desert, you should be fine. More of a Literal desert. Quote. Wow. Wow. They are. They are. So the the, the, the key to hard netting is to figure out which of these could only exist only online or is harder no, it's than just, net or it's, it's just more of like it's a really loose. It is a very loose. But like James always says, a pure internet, mm -hmm. uh, meaning like it, it's kind of like pa it's all about passion. It's all about, and that's why it's called passion dust, by the way. Uh, but it's all about like sort of what is this person doing that makes it uh, that makes them passionate about the, the ridiculous thing that they're doing. But it's on the internet. Who's netting harder? Yeah. Is it mm. the creator and purveyor of Passion yeah. Dust or Ivan Doran? Or Ivan Doran, the one that's. Singing. I feel like they might run this on like Disney XD. Passion with, Dust? With, <laughs> like, this could be Our number one sponsor was Passion yeah. Dust. <laughs> for the boys and I? Mean, I? Yeah. Hey, I'm Parker from Parker Plays. I, I wish we get that dust. Passion Dust money. I'd stick this up my badger. I wish that I we had Passion Dust for our urethras mm -hmm. so that we could pee like, like you were talking about earlier with the wine. I mean, you can fit it. My feeling about this is that. Ivan Doran is a harder netter, and here's why. Okay. Uh -huh. And th listen, this is your show, and you make you. No, call you get a vote. You get a vote. But passion dust feels like it just feels like any other like sexual aid or tool that was sold out of some like snake oil salesman's briefcase oh. in like early 1900. Wow. You didn't need internet to come up with some bullshit thing that you stick in your <laughs> vagina. You know, I would I would argue that the uh, Ivan Doran wouldn't exist without YouTube. Without, without, uh, without everything mm. that's online currently. Saying, yeah. Passion dust, like that's a product of rave culture and Kesha more than well, anything else. I bet if you what sir, year do you think it is? I bet there's like 19, glittery lube that's already I'm on sure the market. There's, there's edible lube. underwear. There's yeah. like there's so many other. I'm with Joel on this. I I do I my vote is for Ivan, and I okay. do think yeah. I think there are so many just sexual accoutrement out there already that like I'm not you know don't get me wrong surprised I like it and really what's hard netting about it is that the internet brought this to me otherwise I wouldn't have known about it but this could exist without the internet I and I think that. like just with with like so much of what's ex what uh, there are these societal expectations about women in their bodies to think that now to give women this new pressure of like now nah, you got to put sparkles in your vagina it doesn't feel like anything new it's, it doesn't I mean, feel like any any to. different than women being told that they have to like have their pubic hair made into a heart shape or it like... It feels like the kind of thing that, that all of the fancy pants people in the capital district of the Hunger Games would put on their pussies. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? In. 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 Yeah. in. in. <laughs> all right, uh, Bruce Adam, where do you... Where I'm, not gonna be, I'm not going to be contrary on this one because I, I think Joel is right and, and also okay. I, I wanted to go with Elise on whatever she, she guessed since she's a woman and she would know better than I would. Um, and also How progressive brought, of you. Well, she brought up a fantastic point. There's already glittery lube. Yeah. I'm almost positive there is. I think I've seen it. So Passion Dust is a little... Uh, it's a, They're a little behind well, on Johnny that come one. Lately. Bruce, I was once told that if a woman were to put garlic up her vagina, later she'd be able to taste it in her mouth. Do you know that for sure? I don't. I've never put garlic in my vagina. I have garlic that, at home. You want some? I, I, would, I, would, I can't imagine <laughs> that would... Wouldn't you burn yourself? I feel like you should try it. Just to see if it works. Like I'm a, f a field reporter for Dude Soup. Go ahead, you're live in the streets. Uh, Here I go. I don't taste garlic yet. <laughs> take. Oh wait. No. 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 Well, That's more um, of a shallot than a garlic. So I, I'm taking I will, it to the streets. I will yeah. say, uh, I'm. I actually, I don't think you could ever properly advertise Passion Dust on television. Oh, because I, I, just, I feel like censors wouldn't allow it because like. You'd have to describe it, and I, I know you kind of get away with like tampax and like they pour the blue liquid on the thing. And as a kid, you're like, "What the fuck? What's the blue liquid? I don't care." Oh, that's vag blood. But you figure that out when you get older. With passion oh, dust, I, see, I, see I feel like the only way to advertise it is the internet, which makes it actually a bit more pure on the Ooh, internet. The thing is, though, Ivan Doran doesn't discriminate. 
this is only for women. What about oh, yeah. what about men I, who I want know. glitter to come out of their butthole? That's not advertising. Actually, you all. can put passion you, dust in your butthole. I think they, does it say that? Yeah, I think it as says, long as you got a moist butthole, men can use it. Well, but you can you can have a moist butthole with lube. That's easy. Yeah, not not a problem then. I don't know. I feel like they're they're way too much on the D, defensive, not. Oh. Yeah, do you think they took this picture specifically for this website, or is this a stock image? It's a little, it's a little blurry, so I think it's a stock. I image think they just stole that right if off you, the internet. If you right click right. and do uh, search Google for, oh yeah, I, I just, oh Steam. it doesn't work on Steam. Never I just search. Anyway, I go, I go back to Ivan. I right. default. Ivan Doran swept it. Sorry, yeah. Passion Dust. I just um, search. Be a little more passionate. Yeah, at least search something. Glitter lube. Yeah. And the top. Uh, the shopping result I got was from Walmart. Yep. Walmart unicorn spit donut flavored lubricant. Ew! Doesn't that sound well, Walmart? I don't know. If you're That's gonna, shocking. If you're gonna finger a girl mm. at Hogwarts Land or whatever, you use that. And you're like, like if you're totally cosplaying, oh, and you're I trying to role you. play, and you're like, unicorn spit donut flavored lube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're like, I got this at uh, Bingies and uh, down at the shop. Cream yeah. crops. Yeah, I won't let me finger that fanny. <laughs> and then in uh, uterine alley. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, oh, we're out of time. Shit. Oh, well, at least we're gonna say something more about vaginas. No, I was gonna say that yeah, you know, they they sparkle in Twilight. Oh, somebody yeah. <laughs> made a somebody made a Twilight themed glitter lube that says "For the Vampire in You." Oh, I thought that was that's cool. Good. That's clever, like at that. least. Yeah. Let's see, Passion Dust is, isn't anything new. That's all the time we have for this week. It's a capsule. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> Guys, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for inviting me to be on your hit show. You're not Dude. done. Yep, we have the post show coming up. Thank oh, you, Bruce. Fucking hell. <laughs> what do you think so, this was? If you're here all day. If you're watching live, stay tuned. We'll be back in like five minutes with a post show. If you're unfamiliar with that, we just look at some fan art. We read some comments. We uh, field questions live. Serious questions about topics of serious importance, like when it's legal to bang people in the butt. Um, oh boy, that was a, that was yeah, a hot topic. Right. Okay. I forgot about that uh, last week. So we'll be back soon. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you're watching on, yeah, you can go use. I got to pee. Sorry. Yeah, Me go, too. Go for it. I'm gonna go with you. Uh, but as usual, I hope this doesn't sound insincere due to the frequency that I do it. But I do thank you for listening. Uh, whether you're on YouTube, listening to audio, what have you, I appreciate it. This is fun for us to do. At least it's fun for me anyway. So uh, thank you for that. We only get to do it because you're there listening, and I hope that you continue to do so. So. Uh, if you're watching live, please stay tuned for the post show. If you're not watching live, check out the show on roostcheat.com. Uh, consider becoming a first member, then you get to watch it live. But either way, regardless, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening and glistening. Ew. Ugh. Ugh.